Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence that I really, really am so proud that she contacted me so that I could be the one to give her some, some assistance. And uh, her name is Shannon Thomas. Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Hey, doing great, doing great. And again, uh, Shannon, uh, I'm going to give you just a little bit of background about her. She is a dependent of a military veteran who was a casualty in the Vietnam War. Uh, she was seven months old at the time of her father's untimely passing. And uh, she uh, resides in the Lexington, Kentucky area, and she was born in Lexington as well. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that, that particular discussion and how it all came about in our efforts, both Shannon's effort and mine, to help other military families who may be going through a similar situation when you're trying to get some documentation in support of your loved one who had lost their life. And then in Shannon's case as well, her mother has since passed away. So in many ways, she remains the person who is at the forefront and center of her family and gathering this information for generations to come. And that's really uh, one of the reasons why we're here. Again, uh, my name is Paul Lawrence Van. I'm a military veteran myself. And I was very fortunate to work at the Pentagon for 12 of the 20 years that I served in the Air Force. And I also worked a year on Capitol Hill. And the reason why that's significant is because I worked for a member of Congress in the U.S. House of Representatives. He was on the House Armed Services Committee. And I was able to work not only all the, with all the military branches of the service, but also with the all-important Veterans Administration. And I was, did a lot of casework for that member of Congress, similar to what I work with uh, with Shannon here. I work with a lot of constituents, and this really is a caseworker type issue uh, for a member of a person who's working for a member of Congress. So, Shannon, with all of that that I just provided, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So, uh, Shannon, uh, please share what your past has been like uh, trying to obtain your father's DD-214, which is the military record. And let, let the listeners know, what was the inspiration that led up to where you are now, uh, of course, being a dependent of a military a member? Uh, please share with our listeners, please. Oh, okay. So, my, I have an aunt, that, which is my dad's, my father's sister. And... Um, she was taking care of my grandmother at one point in time. Now, she has passed since uh, it's been two years now. And his other sister, which is his younger sister, we've become real close. So when she, the older sister passed away, um, they went to clean her house out. So when they went to clean the house out, my younger aunt found my dad's uh, flag, which was draped over his coffin, which is in a um, a show box. Right. So, um, yes, and that was uh, two years ago that my aunt gave it to me at my son's um, grad high school graduation uh, party. So um, that was a surprise to me because I never knew, you know, if it, I knew people had those, but yeah. I. I never knew where my, you know, where my dad's was. So my aunt 
retrieved it from that house when they were going through it. And, you know, just questions that come about, like, what happened during that time. So I never knew what actually happened. I had some unfortunate stories that were told to me that were not true. And I didn't find those out to this year. So when I uh, talked to my aunt again um, earlier this year, I told her that, you know, I was curious about what had went on. So um, that's when I spoke to you and I asked you about a DD-214. What does that consist of and what, what, is, what is that about? So I never knew as a young child what that was um my mother had a hard time um you know really taking care of us i guess on the money that you would get but it was enough to take care of you know to take care of me um but there were things that were missing in the you know i guess really taking care of a, a dependent child i didn't know that we didn't have a medical insurance you know from the military which i didn't know that at all uh, my mother she struggled you know um with welfare helping you know take care of us and stuff and sure. i understand now her struggle but i wish there were some way that the military could have helped her more you oh. know if my dad was living he would have you know that probably would have been in place Exactly. Yes, that's very true. And, and as you stated, it's very tough, especially, first of all, for the loss of your father's life. And I want to go on record to let everyone know that I am a veteran, which I mentioned earlier, and I really have a heart for helping veterans. In fact, uh, when I retired from the Air Force, I worked in an organization uh, with the National Guard Bureau and was called the Family Programs Office. So I worked with military families, about 105,000 people. I was exposed to 105,000 people with the capacity to help them. So I have a heart for helping out military families. So when I heard what you, you your question in terms of finding out what that DD-214, uh, it was time for me to act. And the reason why is because if it were not for your father and other members of the military who served I would not have been able to serve. We stand on the shoulders of your father and many of the other veterans who served in the Vietnam Wars and other wars before that, and then as well as after that. So, uh, you know, it's an honor to, to be able to help you. And uh, I understand what your mother went through because if you're not in the military, it's just a totally different system. But that DD-214 provides a history, a historical document that includes the training he had when he when your father entered service uh when he he unfortunately he he lost his life and and we want to let people know it was at the age of 19. uh so yes. he was a very young man and as a result of that uh it can be very difficult with your mother with the loss of of, of your father and you were only seven months old at that time so uh there were a lot of moving parts and I'm thankful that you came to me for me to, to assist you with that. Oh, thank you so much. My mother was very young as well. Um, sure. I am now, um, I'll be 50 years old this year. So mm -hmm. this means a whole lot to me, you know, just to, just to have the information for my family um, with the upcoming COVID, I know, or the COVID that's going on, but the upcoming uh, reunions and things like that, once everything's 
clears, there'd be something that I could show them. And that'll be closure for them too, because they were very young. His brother, he had nine brothers, uh, eight brothers and sisters, uh, oh. two sisters and um, six brothers. Um, about my, my family size, yes. Yes, it was a huge family. And it's like he, he wasn't the youngest, but he was like the, I want to say the third youngest son. Yes. So he yes. was in between other children and it was like they were so some of them were so young they didn't really know how to accept that and it'll be something for me to give them so they can read things for themselves and they have gotten some oh man some information that was not true as well. Sure. Sure. And, and that kind of happens over time, uh, you know, like the Gruits, which are go way back in the African culture where a lot of people may not have documented things, but they tell the stories and try to pass that on. And so that's that's pretty normal. Even even for my family, uh, that's that's very normal. And uh, the, the fact is, I think a lot of times, especially when we think about our creator, God, that his timing is always perfect. So now is the right time for that information to come out. And uh, it was just an honor to be able to help you. So Shannon, uh, th again, thank you for contacting me. And let's talk about what kept you moving forward uh, to discover more about your father. Of course, uh, when he, he became a casualty, uh, you were seven months young at that time. And that is so young. And uh, your father, uh, he had the untimely death and uh, over the over the years, but you never gave up trying to find out information once you made the connection uh, with the um, shadow box with with the uh, flag that was draped over your father's casket. What was it that uh, kept you going forward, moving forward, trying to learn even more? I just wanted to know, you know, I want to know what actually happened, you know, to him. But not only that. Um, my aunt, you know, and prior to that, my mother, she, I, I believe my mother really loved my dad where it was like very hard for her to let go. Absolutely. And she kept me, um, in, kept me close to my, my dad's biological family. So sure. I have uh, a stepfather, which my, um, mother, you know, she kept me close with them too, but she never would let me forget or never would take me away from my biological family. So sure. um, that connection would always be there. Mm -hmm. So when things would come up, my grandmother at the time, which was my dad's mother, she talked about him every single day. And the family does the same thing too. Like he is still here, you know? Mm -hmm. So that connection of me to keep moving, keep, keep trying to find out or, trying to, um, you know, because he was a, a hero. Yeah, um, it was a casualty, but still, he, he served for our country, and that means a lot to me. Sure. And, and the fact that he's willing to give his life for his country, see, that's what people, they, they misunderstand, that uh, when you sign up, you swear allegiance to your country, uh, it means that it could, your life can be at risk. The same thing was true for me as well and other members of the service. So uh, he absolutely is a hero. And for any, if anyone says otherwise, then they're really uh, delusional. Uh, because yes. yeah, they're, they think that. And uh, so one of the things uh, that's very unlifting is the fact that uh, 
that your relatives and uh, they talk about him all the time is because he was such a great man. That's why. Yeah. And, and he, um, like I said, I think um, a lot of things that during that time, that era, I guess of 1969 to 1971, my father served in the Vietnam War. And um, he, he didn't just do one term, he did two. So he had a chance to get out, I guess, at that time and say, hey, I did my time and that was done. But no, he, he just kept going. Yes. Yes. He, he had a vision. He had a vision for his country. And uh, it really resonated with him to be able to serve and to wear that uniform and being a soldier. Uh, I have a brother who's been in for 34 years and soldiers they love it. <laughs> they love <laughs> their country. And, and so I understand exactly what he said. I, I enjoyed it myself. I had about 20, 22 years, and uh, I, I wouldn't exchange that experience for anything. And one of the things that um, we talked about, uh, and, and me helping you along that way, I'm, again, I'm just so thankful that you chose me and asked me, uh, what do I know about it? Because I did have experience at that. And um, one of the things I looked at is, is when we go out, and this is to help other military families that are out there, those who may listen on this episode of this podcast, they may be experiencing the same thing that you experienced, Shannon, and then get in the military personnel records of a deceased loved one and to help them to get the answers and also for closure. So um, what inspired you to reach out to me to assist you? Um, I just felt comfortable in asking because you were somebody that could be not just um, not just for me, you were biased, uh, not just for me as an individual, but you were for everyone else. So um, that may be su uh, suffering through the things that I have gone through. So I just, in my family, they most of them are military um, personnel or military people that are retired. So they may not have um, any um, background or any, um, how do I say? Um, they wouldn't know where to start. So I, I reached out to you because I, I listened to your um, your podcast and I, I listened to um, a lot of your um, lectures. So I, yes, your messages and stuff like that. So I just felt more comfortable in asking you. Sure. And I'm glad that you did because I do have that experience, which I find to be amazing that you asked this question of a person who had the exact experience and background in this field. And, and awesome. just, yes, the timing, as I was saying earlier, that timing was right. And I, again, I'm just honored that you asked me and hopefully we can help someone else who listens to this podcast. Now, uh, Shannon, as, as life would have it, you initially attempted to obtain your father's DD-214, which uh, what hurdle did you encounter? If you could please be so kind and provide us with one struggle you encountered along this journey on your initial attempts to obtain um, the mm -hmm. Uh The first time I called the VA and they told me that I needed my dad's social. So yeah. I asked my family and they were like, well, we don't know where those papers are. You know, it might have been with mama's stuff, so, which is my grandmother. And my grandmother's no longer living, so who knows where that stuff is. Exactly. So I, I called um, I called and 
asked them uh, at the Red Cross because there was a lady that used to help my mom take care of her paperwork. I guess had to do with the VA. And I used to go with my mom to see this lady. Uh, she would want to see me and talk to me and stuff. And um, I would talk to her and she would help my mother. So I reached out to them and they told me that the program was no longer uh, existing. And the lady that was there, they didn't know if she um, was still alive or that she even worked for the Red Cross anymore. I think she had retired. So uh, yeah. it was like another um, roadblock. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, so what, what can I do? Because at that time when I first reached out, I was probably mm, maybe like 28 or 29 years old. So I was wanting to go to school at the time. And I had heard, well, hey, if you're dependent, you can go to school. And I tried at that time and they told me that I was too old. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go to school on my own. Sure. And that's how that yeah. worked. And okay. I was like, okay, so now it's like, um, I just want some answers, basically. Yeah. Yes, and, and, and that's a, 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 a wonderful thing that you're doing because, again, you have a clear history that you can not only pass on to your children, but grandchildren, theirs after them. And for the entire family, let's say you have a family reunion after we, a lot of this, we get the COVID-19 behind us, but you have that historical record in place as well. But I understand the VA, uh, they needed something a little bit more specific in terms of social security numbers, which we know that they do need. Now, after inquiring with the VA, what did you, what did they say to you, and what did you do after that? Well, they told me that I needed his social, and I couldn't think of any way I could get it. So, um, the first thing I thought was maybe um, I could contact the Social Security office. So, those records are so old that I would have to have my mom's Social Security number too, and I don't have that. So I said, well. I just let it go and I, you know, when I'll get a chance, I'll get back around to it. So at the time, um, uh, after I spoke with you, I went over to the funeral home where my dad was, uh, where they took care of his body after yeah. he passed. So I spoke with a lady over there and she, I gave her my ID and she ended up getting me something called a DD-1300. Yes. So I was like, okay. Um, so when I explained to her who I was, I showed her my dad's picture, which is was in the Lexington newspaper, uh, the Herald Leader. Yes. Uh, yes. As a 19-year-old, he was one of seven other. There was a total of eight people that were casualties to the Lexington area during that time. Wow, that's uh, a lot. Most of them were close um, you know, Lexington's really not that big. Yeah. It's not a metropolitan area. So mostly, if you know a few people, they really, you know, in certain areas, they know who you are. So it was eight people during that time that were African-American. Um, there probably were more, but African-American at that time that lost their lives in the Vietnam War. Yeah. So when I spoke to my aunt again, I spoke to another person that were friends with them and uh -huh. uh, at the time when they were, you know, young kids growing up in the projects. Because my grandmother, that's where she, you know, had her nine kids and she was, you know, trying to survive. And um, 
my aunt always talked about my dad trying to help my grandmother and you know to do what's best by her and you know because she had nine kids so i was like well maybe um they will have something so once i did receive it uh the dd 1300 i looked on it and my name was spelled wrong Mm. so Maybe that's why they couldn't reach out to me because my name was spelled wrong. That's that's probably my, what happened. My mother's name was not on there. Okay, that and that's the link, the connection they could have made right there. Yes, and my mother's name was not listed on there. My grandmother's name was, but my grandmother's deceased now, and my dad, um, at 19 years old, he had a wife. So right. when I looked at her name, her name is spelled wrong too. Oh, so there was one one hurdle, then some quicksand, and then <laughs> one thing one thing after the other. But fortunately, yes. that DD thirteen hundred did provide that social security number that you needed, which yes. activated getting that DD two fourteen. Yes, and thank God we were, you know, that God let you uh, cross my path. Because it was the right time, and God is so good, and Absolutely. provided, you know, when I, when my dreams are 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 big dreams, He always provides. When I have small dreams, He always provides. So at that point, when I received the DD thirteen hundred, it had oh my God, so much information on there. Details. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I did not know what a spec four was until I, you know, I was like, what is a spec four? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and my dad, he was a med he was a medic. Oh, so he's he's uh, when someone gets wounded, then he'd be one of the first people on the scene to help retrieve the body and start start helping in that recovery process if if I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they do, but yeah. he was. He was yeah. so I'm like, oh my God, maybe he was a so maybe he was that that you say, or maybe he yeah. was a, yeah, a yeah. nurse, or I don't know. Yeah, he had to go in harm's way uh, when there's a, when someone gets injured to ha- help to help them to recover as quick as possible, get them back to their primary uh, medical yeah. in that particular region. And yeah. get them help. So he didn't just help our country; he helped the people on the battlefield too. Oh, so, yeah. oh exactly. my God, that just that's just awesome. It, it absolutely is, and um, so we have about uh, about seven minutes left, Shannon. And uh, moving forward, and thank you for providing that information. And and one of the other points was for the listeners, so we can help some other folks along the line. Is that once you receive that DD thirteen hundred, it gave you some of the pertinent information that you need, and then it's leading to obtaining that copy of that DD two fourteen, which will be even more encompassing and providing even more documentation information to support you and what you were trying to find out. So that that's very important. And, and so, so Shannon, moving forward, uh, did you get the answers you were looking for after securing the initial paperwork that DD thirteen hundred from the archives in your local community? Uh, yes, I thought I got I got what I needed to obtain the DD two fourteen. Uh, fourteen, but yeah. it's gonna take, like it says um, on the website, it says it takes about ten days to for them to, I guess, compile exactly. the information and send it to me. Uh-huh. Um, I filled out the document. It was very simple. 
um, with that said, I, I think anyone that really needs the help, uh, once they obtain the right documents, they will be able to get the answers that they need if it's uh, recorded. Correct. And it will be recorded. <laughs> it will be recorded, trust me, because they have mine as well. So I, I know they have it. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. And again, this is uh, taking it from that element of when people think things are impossible, they always have to remember in the word spelled impossible is the word possible. And so that's what happened in your particular case. It's all becoming possible now, which will help help uh, bring some closure to some questions you have. It's actually already done some of that, but the DD-214 is going to be even more. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Shannon, uh, we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to say to listeners before we wrap up? And then I have one question after that as well. I just say don't give up. Even when you think it's, it's a uh, task that you get roadblocks from uh, the pertinent people, such as the VA or the Social Security Office or any, any uh, organization, don't give up because there's always somebody there that can help you or will, or, or will be willing to help you. So I just tell them to keep fighting for whatever they need. Exactly. And I think that's a great point because a lot of times uh, they say success is realized no matter what it is. When you get close to it and it seems like it's not going to happen, that's exactly if you just be patient, that's when it will happen. And so you, you bring up a very a great point about never give up and neither give in. Uh, a lot of times uh, when people are in search of things uh, and it's a big government agency and there's no doubt that the VA is inundated with so many requests, but the fact of the matter is, is a fight worth having because in order to get that closure, uh, it just means it's going to be have to be patient, and then eventually it will happen. So, um, so thank you so much. Now, Shannon, uh, uh, thank you so much, and and uh, know that you've helped a lot of people by being willing to share your unique experience with other military families who will listen on this episode of Wealth Academy podcast. And the thing that I want to say to you is that thank you for contacting me so that I could help you. And we know it was all God. It was nothing to do with happen chance. It all was going to happen. It was going to happen this way. And so it's great, great to be a part of that. And again, it's the fact that I salute you. I salute your father and your family for the service that they gave to our country. And I think your father is not the only one in your family who served either. There were other members of his family to serve, correct? Yes, he has, uh, like I say, he has, uh, I want to say six brothers or seven brothers. It was seven boys and two girls. So um, I think it was only two of them that did not serve, but the rest of them did. There were different branches, Army um, and the um, Air Force. Maybe I think those was the two branches that were in my family. Okay. Fantastic. Family, yes. you, you all have, have uh, served your country, your patriots, patriotic patriotism, and uh, you've, you've given a lot uh, to, to this country of ours. And of course, your father and, and then the other members of the community as well at, at that same time that he was a casualty. I believe you mentioned there were maybe eight, eight other people from the same area. That's a high number. Wow. As, yes, from the same area. Uh, we have 
like it's our city is not really i don't think it's a metropolitan city it's not as big as chicago or anything like that sure. and, but our communities are connected by different families you know mostly everybody knows a lot of everybody yes. um, from the african-american community yes. um and if you don't know them they know your family so um i think a lot of them really suffered during that time because it was eight i believe a lot of people that lost their lives yeah eight young men yeah. yeah i remember watching walter cronkite when i was a young man about that time frame and i vowed then i'll never serve in the military because he would give the casualty reports uh, each evening, uh, you know, the great Walter Cronkite. And something just changed my mind and say, no, go on and serve in the military. And, and I, I decided to do that. It was mostly my uncle who served in the Navy for 22 years. I've, I've served about uh, 22. My brother, he's at 34 now, another cousin in the Marines for about 18. So we, we also uh, served quite a bit. So we know exactly what that's all about. So well, uh, you know what? When I heard uh, the things that were going on, you know, in the military, how things happen, and, you know, just reading today's uh, news about things that happen. I have a total of six sons. I have from a previous marriage and a current marriage. Yeah. And I have three sons of my own. Uh -huh. And I am so reluctant for them to go to the military if it should ever happen. I pray that they don't because I don't want to lose my kids like that. Exactly. And a bad, you know, a bad experience, but it's, you know, truly is their choice and it's up to God to send them to where they need to be. But I, I um, just losing my father, I, I just want to hold on to my boy so close. Yes, that's understandable. Same thing. I have two children, both teenagers, and uh, I don't even talk to them about the military because I want them to do something of their liking, right? Not so for myself i didn't have to serve but i chose it for myself and it worked out for me but it doesn't always work out for everyone but uh yeah so uh, again i want to i'm going to close out the show shannon shannon thomas was our uh, guest today we had a bit of coaching and helping her to find some military documents in support of her father uh, who was an american hero um, he lost his his uh life became a casualty. He was an army soldier serving in Vietnam, in the Vietnam War, and were it not for him and so many others of that generation, I would not have been able to serve, neither my peers, because we stand on their shoulders for all that they did. They, they gave their life for us. And so we want to thank uh, Shannon Thomas for sharing this information in hopes that it can help other people who are experiencing the same thing, where they're trying to get a copy of their DD-214 or some other paperwork so they can help give you more information about a family member and are to bring about closure and and so i really uh, thank you shannon and for the great people there in the great state of kentucky and the city of lexington uh thank you so much for for uh, being a guest on today's uh show uh, the wealth, wealth academy podcast thank you paul for having me Okay, and for everyone who's listening on this episode, again, I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, and I coach people and I provide a client uh, casework when I worked on Capitol Hill. Uh, and uh, what I'd like for you to do, you can also listen to this episode on my website, which is www.wealthacademypodcast.com. I'm your host, 
Paul Lawrence fan. My time is up and I thank you for yours. I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy Podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 